Before we get started with the show, I'd like to thank our sponsors. Our first sponsor is Atmos Planning, financial planners turning visionaries into meaningful millionaires. Our second sponsor of the day is Planet Duct. Reach out to them for any of your air duct cleaning needs. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the COS Business Podcast, the number one podcast in Colorado Springs. My name is Andrew Hasley, and I'm the host of the show. Today, I have on Drew Robertson with Mattersville. Can you tell us a little bit about what you, what you do and what your business is? is? Sure. Um, primarily, our, our main focus is working with uh, veterans and getting them housing for uh, you know whatever housing needs they have um, while we uh, while they work through our programs uh, programs um, which involve overcoming PTSD mm-hmm. um, typically which they acquire through their service in the military. Okay, and. You have an element to what you do as well, right? Right. Yeah, there was a lot of elements to what we do, um, but uh, you know, the uh, one of the one of the coolest things, one of our, our most popular programs, is our Heroes and Hybrids program, um, which involves our Wolf Dog Rescue, where we have uh, two different rescues now. One here in Colorado, um, where we have eighteen wolf dogs, um, a lot of which we got from the Rocky Mountain Wildlife Foundation when the owner was uh, becoming ill and needed to to uh, go a separate way so that he can focus on his own self care. Um, we had the opportunity to, you know, with, with, uh, our property and our, um, situation with the veterans we're working with to be able to merge the two programs into one. And we've done such great work with these animals and the veterans that we've literally, um, you know, um, rehabbed all these wolf dogs or, you know, brought, um, all these wolf dogs to the point where they're emotional support animals for the veterans. Mm -hmm. Um, but not only that, the visitors, um, Mm -hmm. you know, bringing in visitors that, that are, are really out there struggling. Uh, suffering, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of them just don't know where to turn. Um, there's so many stigmas out there that that they, you know, are reluctant to to put themselves out there on the spot and and let people, you know, think that they're crazy or whatever else. When when really they're just going through, you know, some kind of mental health crisis mm-hmm. and um, they need a place to decompress. And and once they come and let their guard down with these animals a little bit and open themselves up, um, you know, you, you kind of see all that start to pour out of them. You know, mm-hmm. really they just start, you know, they start letting it go, knowing that they're in a safe place place of other people that understand that this is just mental health, that this is something that they're going through. And we, you know, and then we get to, we get to help them fight it. We get to help them, you know, push past the stigmas and, and all the other things that, uh, you know, um, that make them feel that way. And, and again, sometimes just that decompression Mm -hmm. starts to bring them out of the, you know, out of this darkness that they've, they've put themselves and they surround themselves and because they don't want to be a burden yeah. You know, on, on other people, their families, their friends, they, they do, they tend to feel burdened by, you know, like, I don't want them to have to deal with my PTSD or my trauma and things like that. So they push and distance, they, they, you know, they start putting people, pushing people out of their lives that are important to them. And, you know, and then, you know, um, oftentimes that leads down a really, really dark, dark oh, for road, sure. you know, if it's not addressed. Yeah, so. it sounds like it's something that you're really passionate about. Yeah. And do you want to introduce your friend here? He's been yeah. wanting to introduce. <laughs> this is uh, this is Randog. He's uh, he's one of my personal uh, personal pets. He's uh, um, he is a registered uh, emotional support animal, emotional support wolf dog. Okay. Um, he was uh, he was our first uh, rescue um, actually outside of the ones from the Rocky Mountain Wildlife Foundation. Um, he was set for euthanasia in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, and and once once we kind of. Uh, started taking care of him he just kind of clung to me um to the point where um you know i uh i can't even walk away without him going crazy i'm yeah i'm I'm like his emotional support human for sure Um, so um but you know when we when we rescued him um he didn't have a name you know he didn't he, he just had this number he was found on the side of the road by you know animal services in oklahoma and 
Um, you know, um, when, when we realized how well trained he was house broke and everything else, we were like, well, you know, I was just like, I'm, 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 I think I'm keeping this one. You know, this is, okay. this, guy, this guy's going to be my guy. Cause uh, again, um, he doesn't like the separation and I prefer him going with me anyways. But, uh, what's really cool is he's, he's so good with everybody else and other animals that I can literally take him anywhere. And he kind of is really good at picking out who needs some support, you know, some kind of animal support. Well, hey. Like he's looking at you right now. He's like, that's, <laughs> he's a, that's a thumbnail you. shot right there. That is a thumbnail <laughs> shot right there. Nice. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he knows we're talking, you know, again, he knows we're talking about work and, and uh-huh. uh, he knows that we're talking about him. Anytime I say Randog, he's, oh, yeah. he's, he's pretty on his toes. As soon as um, we started recording, he started, he started, he started, uh, getting emotional <laughs> yeah well it's you know the focus is not on him sometimes uh, sometimes okay. that's what he wants as well but um you know again um getting out there and 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 he kind of has his own personality he's he's randog the wise on, yeah <laughs> uh, on tiktok on our uh pack. okay yeah so at, at randog the wise you can find him and uh, follow him so at pack 22 alpha okay um but randog the wise has his own segments on you okay. know on our tiktok page where um you know again he's he's always just giving these motivational quotes you know we, we add these sound bites to his <laughs> videos because he's always standing around or laying around doing something majestic somewhere yeah. on a mountainside and it's just like so it's never we we always get such good footage of him that it was just like, well, why not? Why not take Randog and and give him some personality and let him get out there and even mm-hmm. when he can't be with people directly, still offer some kind of healing advice and 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 letting people know like, hey, you know, even though you can't be here, you know, we still hear you, we still see you, you know, we know you're out there struggling today, but uh, you know, just remember we're we're here when you guys are ready and if you need us, call because mm-hmm. um, again, just knowing that uh, sometimes just knowing that support is there is what people need. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I don't need it, but damn, do I feel good knowing that somebody's yeah, out there and has my back. It's kind of right? like m- money. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, time and volunteering and mm-hmm. love and compassion, that's currency, man. Mm-hmm. That is it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what currency derives yeah. its value from, I, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to get, uh, roll the intro music and then, uh, we'll just dive right into to more about your business and how, how that journey has been. Awesome. This is a show where we have real conversations with entrepreneurs and business owners who are mostly in Colorado Springs doing things in the community of Colorado Colorado Springs. (laughs) You couldn't hear that, could you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Do you want to introduce uh, uh, Dylan? Yeah. Dylan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll go ahead and introduce introduce you. You brought Dylan. He's... Uh, yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you introduce him. Yeah, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan Murray. He's our uh, uh, one of our veteran participants, but also now our volunteer coordinator. Um, you know, he's one of the guys that uh, came into the program that was a perfect fit for for where he was at the, at his point in life. Uh, you know, um, ready to ready to just overcome mm-hmm. anything that we've thrown in front of him. We have, you know, we put all kinds of work out there in front of him. Um, responsibilities. You know, taking care of the animals. Um, you yeah. know, just uh, learning learning how to take care of a wolf pack. For it's, sure, it's not something you. You just learn in one night, but, um, insane challenges, um, you know, um, and he always steps up to the plate and, and we made him our volunteer coordinator just because it, it only fits, you know, somebody nice. that's out there, you know, doing the work and setting the example. It's like, um, you know, why not move him up in the organization mm-hmm. as well? Because 
ultimately, my, you know, the hope is that we, we have veterans running the program, knowing exactly how to serve our veterans the best, yeah. you know, um, empathy is a strong factor in this as well, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this guy's got loads of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But uh, and actually, uh, we'll actually go through your, your business journey. And then mm-hmm. uh, after we go through that, we'll have uh, Dylan introduce himself and, and you know, cool. uh, talk about a little bit about what he does. Sure. So if you're watching this, stay tuned. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right. Got to keep yeah. him keep him engaged, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, yeah. So how, how did you stumble upon this? Why starting this? Well, um, back in 2013, my uh, one of my one of my best friends from our, our group of, you know, just, uh, you know, good friends that we all we all grew up with each other. We all, you know, were dating our first girls and, you know, this, that and the other. We all we all did all that together. And um, we were real close. And, and we watched uh, our, our really good friend, Randy Hansen. He went to uh, went off to the Marine Corps. Um, we, you know, all drove him to the airport the morning. We went to Camp Lejeune and mm-hmm. um, started his training and, you know, um, came back and was all excited to get deployed and got deployed. And then once he was sent over, you know, um, overseas to, you know, both Iraq and Afghan- uh, Afghanistan on his different deployments, you know, he was involved in, you know, stuff with Baghdad, Fallujah, all these initial you know, um, takedown areas, you know, big areas that were, you know, um, hot spots. I mean, it was just, it was horrible. Uh, some of the stuff that happened over there. And mm-hmm. I think everybody knows that. Um, and just, but just every time he returned for, you know, his, his, uh, you know, small, uh, leaves, you know, he was, uh, uh, just always different, you know, um, just kind of, you could tell he was just bottling a lot of stuff up, but we didn't know a lot about PTSD back then. We didn't mm-hmm. know anything. I mean, I, I knew nothing about it. It was, uh, I was, I was, you know, still back home doing, doing what, it, uh, you know, chasing girls and, and everything else. Yeah. Right. Like, um, the, um, you know, but the, when he finally returned, when he was finally, um, <clears throat> uh, uh, discharged, he, um, he, really just kind of started slipping in in Mm -hmm. a way that, you know, this lack of ability to process, then the lack of being around his brothers anymore, you know, being active duty, um, because, you know, while you're there, you don't, you know, the work is the decompression, right? You know, Mm -hmm. because it's just constant more work, constant more orders. Um, But um, again, he was, he was home. He just kind of started to stumble, was trying to find his place. And um, you know, but the, you could tell the, the trauma of everything that he went through was just tearing him up inside. And, um, with us, you know, his civilian friends and everything else, he just wasn't getting the, he wasn't getting the decompression that, mm-hmm. that he needed, um, to, to, um, to cope. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so then, you know, um, like many others, uh, he started looking to, to things like alcohol as an easy outlet for a coping skill, mm-hmm. um, which that got, you know, out of control as well. And, and the further that, that spiraled, the, the further his mental health spiraled. And then, and, uh, you know, late 2013, we lost him to uh, PTSD suicide after he had, uh, moved back to Florida to, to, you know, just kind of another start over, you know, he came here to start over, went there to start over and, it, you know, but he was, he was never finding happiness because mm-hmm. it was, it was what was going on, going on internally. That, that was the problem. It had nothing to do little, little to nothing to do with location. Um, cause he was the kind of guy that could have a great time in, in, in front of people when he was ready, when he was in that, 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 uh, positive you know, state of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it was keeping him there. That was, that was difficult. But, uh, so, you know, we lost him in 2013, um, I was trying so hard to, to figure out some kind of way to, um, you know, figure out how I could have saved him. You know, it was, it was regret. It was, um, you know, just, um, 
hindsight, right? Like we, we sit there and look at, a, at, at everything we could have done after it's too late. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's what this program was written on. It was literally written on hindsight and, and, uh, sort of our old failures, um, mm -hmm. if you will, um, and, and, and acknowledging them and saying, I've got to recognize this, this mental health crisis. I've got to, you know, I've got to recognize that, um, you know, that there's so many people out there struggling just like this, mm -hmm. um, so that we can start, you know, again, bringing awareness to that fact, but not only that, um, activity and action, because there are so many people out there that, 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 you know, veteran organizations and, and animal organizations and all that, that, that do a whole lot of talking. And, and it's almost like they want to do the policing of what they deem uh, a worthy portion of the cause. And those, you know, they rarely get out there and do the work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like Dylan and uh, Randy um, Silber, um, one of our, our COO, which is another veteran participant, just like those guys, I mean, they, they um, you know, they came in and made it happen, not only because um, it was something that they needed, but they knew that they're helping the person behind them. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, again, when, it, when you talk about the empathy factor, so often will our heroes, um, especially the ones that are struggling the most, think first about everybody else mm -hmm. other than themselves. But what's cool is when you make a network of everybody trying to do everything for each other, and you put them around each other with this, with the same empathy factor and the same drive and, and common purpose of wanting to help other people. Everybody ends up rising from that. Everybody mm. ends up benefit, benefiting from that. And, and that's the system that we're in right now, you mm -hmm. know, um, Again, like, uh, you know, Dylan and Randy and Will, um, three of the veterans we're, we're, we're housing right now, they're all next in line for their tiny home, which is their permanent housing plan, mm. partially which they're saving for, partially which we're, you know, we're going to do the labor and the build mm -hmm. and come up with what other, uh, whatever other donated supplies we can. But we're going to build those houses for them so that those veterans never have to worry about housing again, mm -hmm. so that that sustainable tiny house or home, whatever they end up, you know, saving for or whatever we end up being able to produce for them, you know, that's theirs for life. Mm -hmm. Like no more bills. We put solar on it. Like I'm going to do, which uh, again, we, we, we do try and do everything sustainably. Um, and you know, cutting out the recurring monthly cost of the energy bill, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, these, these our veterans could literally live with a cell phone bill efficiently growing their own food, you know, learning how to, you know, rebuild, mm -hmm. build and rebuild and create, you know, coming up mm -hmm. with a hobby that literally becomes your job. Yeah. So when you said yeah. you, 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 you say you, you refer to it as you wrote the a program. Mm -hmm. What is, what does that mean? What is, uh, that means that, that you bring, you have like multiple steps and facets of, of sure. what you do. Yeah. So I, I like to think of it more, more of, uh, as opposed to steps, I like to think of it kind of like a formula, Okay. um, you know, making sustain, you know, having uh, sustainable energy, having sustainable food sourcing, like a greenhouse that we're installing really soon, a 22 foot dome greens greenhouse by growing mm -hmm. spaces, like phenomenal. I mean, this thing's phenomenal. They What's the, the, the main, us. the main goal of, of the, of the program? Um, you know, positive mental health and, and, mm -hmm. and a full life of sustainability. When you take the, um, the, the fear of losing your home out of the equation, you know, somebody owns their home or the everything, all that's taken care of. You've already eliminated, you know, half of somebody's anxiety in life. Yeah, the roof over for their sure. Head, right. So, you know, as you start to, to attack those things and then again, like, um, learning to grow your own food, what kind of produce do you like? Well, let's start growing it. Let's learn how to grow it. Let's mm. learn when we should grow it, all that stuff. Now you're not paying for produce either. Um, you you know, raising animals, chickens, eggs, the, the, you know, the whole sustainable yeah. gig is, is extremely accomplishable. And again, 
what happens when you have no bills and you're still living like a king. You still have everything that everybody else has. Yeah. Um, you know, the same, except it's healthy nutrition grown from a source that, you know, mm. you know, you don't have to worry about all those things. But uh, when you create a network, again, of multiple communities, say we have a community in Wisconsin, one in Texas, one in Idaho, mm-hmm. we're growing potatoes over in Idaho. We get cheese from Wisconsin, you know, wow. we, so okay. you create this network of full sustainability for our program. So our program when you talk about multifaceted, yeah, it's multifaceted to yeah, the yeah. point where um, growth is exponential. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as there's a need for you know for for the you know for um, for all those different things, um, we're even adding equine therapy into uh, our Texas property and our Wisconsin property. You know, okay. horses extremely therapeutic as well. Um, not everybody's a dog person, so we're mm-hmm. going to have veterans that may benefit more from from you know working with the horses than they do from. Uh, working with dogs, maybe they're That's not cool. animal people at all. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe they're more into the work, the building, mm. um, learning new trade skills, learning solar, learning yeah. you know, construction, whatever they do and whatever their participation is, they're gonna. And whenever they leave, they're gonna leave more skilled than they mm-hmm. were when they arrived. And not only that, it's gonna be life skills. Yeah, you know? not something that they need for war. Something mm-hmm. that they need for them, for self-care, for self-love, nice. so that they are doing the things that they care about rather than what they're ordered to do. And it's a real big shift. And they struggle. Sometimes our veterans, especially the, the ones that served for a long time, mm-hmm. they struggle the most at kind of letting go of the, the taking orders and living for themselves. And, mm-hmm. and that's part of the mental health challenges that they're overcoming is learning to live for them instead of learning to live for you know, mm-hmm. whatever orders pass down next. So. And you guys have built a business that specializes in helping uh, solve those specific problems for mm-hmm. for people who struggle with this. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's different ways that the veterans or others that are suffering from trauma can get involved. You know, um, the the. The housing program we only we only house for veterans right now because there's such a substantial need. It's not that we don't want to be able to house other people that mm-hmm. have gone through trauma in the same fashion as our veterans. It's uh, it's um, it's just that there's too many veterans right now mm-hmm. to where we don't want to water. And down it's also the, the foundation of your business too. Uh, well, right, right. So it makes um, perfect sense, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and our heroes, you know, they've already they've already done the the sacrifice. They've yeah. already risked all, and, exactly. and we feel like that that's that's the best place to start with this mm-hmm. for sure. Um, you know, um, again. It's, it's PTSD is prominent in the, veteran, in the mm-hmm. military and veteran community, and and um, and it, number numbers wise, it's going to get worse before it gets better. For sure. Yeah. So let's st- go back to uh, when you first started this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did that look like? Was it just you? <laughs> uh, how, how did that like the first the first couple months? Let's just say maybe a story from there. Sure. Um, the first few months were were actually pretty intense. We put out the plan, and and uh, you know. Um, the uh, the community just kind of started responding. Mm-hmm. We, we set up a little community event. The news showed up, and they're just like, nice. "I want to house veterans and you know overcoming PTSD." And I was just like, "Wow, you know that's people really like the mm-hmm. plan." For the first time, I'm like, "Okay, this is well." You had a purpose, yeah, and people yep. attached to purpose. Yep, yep. So you know, and this was before wolf dogs or anything else either. It was just people coming out because they they know it's right. You know, it's time to start helping our veterans. So, um, you know the the next pl- the next step is like, okay, well. You know, uh, what else do we need? Well, we need to, to figure out uh, tiny home partnerships, you know, this, that, and the other. And we, we had been putting it out there that that was our intentions. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, then we ended up getting, you know, we ended up getting uh, approached by uh, different people in the tiny house industry. It's how I met Marcus Alvarado with uh, mm-hmm. People's Tiny House Festival. Yeah, Marcus over uh, here on the ones and, and twos. Mar- <laughs> yeah, on the ones and twos. Yes, sir. Um, and, 
Marcus, you know, um, had a very similar story to mine. Um, his, uh, his best friend, Paul Wedgwood, um, was lost to us in 2016. He was third battalion, fifth Marines. And, um, you know, uh, was very, very dear to him and, mm -hmm. and not only, uh, to, to Marcus, but, uh, to Paul's family and, um, and, uh, Paul's mother in particular, we've gotten to know and his brother and, um, you know, they've been out to Mattersville and stuff like that. Uh, but not only that, Paul's uh, service dog, even, uh, Gus, uh, Gus Wedgwood, as we call him around the property, he lives, uh, he lives with us at Mattersville PTSD service dog that, that, you know, turns around and now is, is, uh, still serving our veterans that, that live within the mm -hmm. community. But, um, you know, I met Marcus, um, to reel myself back in real quick. Um, the, sure. <laughs> um, the, uh, he was telling me about the people's tiny house festival mm -hmm. and, you know, I was just like, yeah, amazing. You know, he was talking about speaking and stuff like that. Wasn't exactly a speaker yet myself. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it was, uh, cause I can go on for days. I about to say you're pretty good at speaking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, can, it's, I got a lot to say for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just about that right setting, right? Like this mm -hmm. is a great setting to mm -hmm. just get me unloading, but, yeah. um, you know, so, but Marcus had reached out and um, he he came to meet up as a uh, up as up with us at a uh, Colorado home show, uh, Colorado Springs home show, and um, you know I almost missed him too, which sucked. I walked away and uh, and then um, you know he was kind of around the corner and um, I caught up with him and I was just like, hey, you know, nice to meet you, and um, and we kind of started talking about our stories, right? Mm -hmm. And you know I talked about Randy Hansen, you know, and and how how we lost him and. And uh, he was, he started telling me about how, um, how they lost Paul and, mm -hmm. and it was almost like identical stories, different timelines, different, mm -hmm. different human beings, different, different lives altogether. But, uh, it, you know, it felt one of the same and we kind of had this moment, you know, at the home show and hugged it out a little bit and was just like, all right, we're, you know, you're, he, he wanted to help. He was like, anything mm -hmm. that we can do at our tiny house festival to get you in front of people, to, to let everybody mm -hmm. know how important this mission is, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And he did that. He put us on the forefront, you know, got to, got to speak on a panel with the tiny home guru. Zach Giffen nice. from Tiny House Nation, you know, um, uh, Operation Tiny Home, Gabrielle introduced me to her. Um, again, like I, I will shamelessly plug uh, those those people all day, every day, because um, they've been fighting the tiny home side of the fight for veterans mm -hmm. for a long time. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of on the forefront of, of, you know, that movement, that part of the movement. And so fortunate to have made partnerships like that through Marcus that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, really was just like, you know, we, we got to bring, you know, these groups together. And, and, and Marcus was kind of that facet, you know, that, that, mm -hmm. the, that, that piece in the middle that was just like, okay, wait, they want to build tiny, they, they need tiny homes for veterans. They built tiny homes mm -hmm. for veterans, you know, and, and marketing, you know, you got Zach Giffen, like the best to mm -hmm. get involved. Like it's, it's just, it's also cool. Um, but, uh, so after we kind of spoke there, it was like a week after the last festival. Um, and, uh, was this in the first, the beginning? Um, yeah, this is kind of after we wrote the programs okay. and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, just after the, the festival ended up going by, we kind of came across the first property through okay. a friend and, you know, it was a dump. It was literally a uh, seven acre property just demolished by squatters over six years. Mm. And I'm talking about squatters that were using all kind of poor mathematics to, to, mm. to build the stuff that they were doing. Um, you know, little, um, just little hovels everywhere of, of just, you know, and, and the County hated it. We hated it. You mm -hmm. know, we wanted to, um, the, the property owner hated it, but couldn't, couldn't fix the situation from Florida and couldn't really reclaim mm -hmm. his property with, with how bad it already was. Where was so, it set? In Sedalia, Colorado. Okay. It's uh, Douglas County. It was, uh, right off of highway 67 where okay. we're kind of tucked into the mountains, right around some national forest land and stuff and mm -hmm. beautiful property, but it was covered with, you know, Tons of trash, construction trash, just 
you know, um, it was a bunch of salvage stuff basically that the, the owner had owned. And then when the squatters got to it, you know, over six years, um, it just ended up everywhere. Um, plants were dying. Everything was just rotten out there, you know, mm-hmm. from the materials and, and everything else. And so our first volunteer effort was like, okay, well, if we're going to make this property a home for veterans, first thing is clean up. Mm-hmm. So over the last year, we had removed over 300,000 pounds of construction waste from the property. And just as we're getting the first area clean, which is the housing area, the house where the, we rebuilt the three-bedroom house, we got everything back up to, you know, livable standards. And, you know, right as that happened, then it was uh, the Rocky Mountain Wildlife Foundation needed to close. And that there's like, okay, so you already got this big old mess. We Why did they need like, to close? Uh, the owner um, became ill. Um, the founder, Mark Johnson, uh, amazing guy, took care of the animals for 24 years. Uh, he, he got ill, and mm. uh, you know, he, he uh, his doctor was basically ordering him to a lower altitude, warmer climate, and mm-hmm. now he's gonna um, spend out his days in, in Nevada, where he uh, moved to. With and his, he maintained with everything. Uh, largely by himself, but mm-hmm. with with a handful of volunteers as well, okay. uh, dedicated volunteers yeah, that he yeah. had there, and a lot of them are, are with us now. Nice. Um, a lot of them are part of our Pack Twenty Two team, um, and uh, you know, continue on. Um, they they were they were essential to to our uh, transition from over there to over here because. You know, we had to keep watching some of the animals over there mm-hmm. while we built pens over here. We had to clear thousands of pounds of trash anywhere that we wanted to build a new wolf enclosure. And not only that, then we had to tear down all the fence, take down all the fencing and relocate it from over there to over here. And Yeah, you know, well, it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> everything was salvaged. You know, the, the big thing is, is again, when we talk about sustainability, we will repurpose anything that's repurposable. Nice. You know, okay. Um, we, we don't like to waste anything a lot of the you know um things that we we find and and rebuild and stuff like that are you know um are either donated or found or you know somebody just kind of looks at something and says that's a project you know sounds like a lot of fun it really is we're a bunch of mad scientists (laughs) going you know we're like uh, we're talking about texas right now our texas property and we're like why don't we have a tree house yet yeah, you know, like with exactly. a zip line, you know, like that goes right over a wolf pen or something. Yeah, know? for sure. Maybe uh, connect tree houses. <laughs> He's trying to move in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, man. So, so let's. Uh, so, how does this business make its money? Let's talk about the business side. Sure. Um, you know. We offer, you know, when we when we offer tours and when um, and residency and things like that, we don't ask for any money. We've literally survived on donations from the public, from people that are like, "I just want to support this," and here's five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks. We've uh, we've got a few, um, you know, regular donors and stuff. A couple businesses, First mm-hmm. Nation group. My God, I love them. They're a medical supply company for the VA. Um, they're sponsoring our video game tournament, which nice. is intended to raise money. Which uh, you know, we have college. So is it a nonprofit? In. Yeah, we're 100% okay. 501c3 nonprofit. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, um, so again, largely on donations, but we, we tr- you know, when we were offering our tours, when we're offering our wolf dog tours, um, people, people typically donate. We don't ask for, we don't demand donations. We actually like to offer them free to anybody that needs a healing experience and needs that kind of decompression time with the animals. And we'll take them around and they go inside with the animals, with with the wolf dogs and stuff nice. like that. And they get to pet them, they get to relax, you know, just kind of bond with them a little bit. And um, by the time they leave, almost everybody leaves a donation. Mm-hmm. But again, we don't want to exclude anybody that can't afford it at okay. the time. You know, they might circle back and, and pop in a donation later. Maybe they already did, um, mm-hmm. and, and we don't really look at that. We, you know, um, we set up a private tour, you know, for for people to have the experience um, and and the money. 
um, the money comes as as money is needed. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, if we're out asking for money, you know, if, we, if we're putting stuff on social media and stuff, it means we need it right then. You know, yeah. it means that we've well, you're given so in. much that you don't need to ask in a, in a lot of ways, I think. Uh, sometimes that does happen. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we do have to ask. Though, yeah, for because sure. Because if, yeah. if people don't know that, that you, you need it, they assume you're okay. I, I think a, yeah, lot, exactly. a yeah. lot of people think because we, we do all the stuff that we do that we're rolling in money. We are always right on the border mm. of broke. You know, um, every when when I donate, like right now, I don't have enough for all of the fencing to rebuild all mm-hmm. of the enclosures in Texas yet, um, or to you know start on another property mm-hmm. or gas money or all these different things. And that starts with asking. That starts with asking. <laughs> if you don't ask, the answer is going to be no. Yeah. Um, no, or nobody knows that the need is there. But uh, you know, yeah, we're we're mm-hmm. we're pretty much always asking. <laughs> I get you. Yeah, so, but you're giving too. You're always giving as well. Yep. So that's it's a it's an ebb and flow. It goes right back out. It goes to you know either the animal care to the veteran, you know, um, quality of life. Okay, sweet. So, uh, any other big challenges that you, that you've had, um, growing this or, or challenges that you're currently having that, uh, that you'd be open to discuss about? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, with the county right now, we're, 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 we've been having a, a lot of back and forth with, uh, an individual within the county. Um, he's, seemed pretty hell-bent on on creating issues where there is none um particularly in his department because you know the the funny thing is is like i said there was three hundred thousand pounds of waste on this property prior to us getting there he didn't start harassing us or this property until we were there cleaning it up it almost Mm. seems strange to me that like you let squatters live on this property with you know a dozen pit bulls that they were illegally fighting as well from what Mm. we ended up discovering later and we come in and start cleaning it up, build, you know, appropriate pens, get the state license, you know, go through all the other bureaucratic steps mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to make sure that we're, we're doing things right. And then this one zoning guy, this one dude, you know, mm. I'm not going to say who he is, but, you know, he knows who he is. He's yeah. he, he goes out of his way to create challenges. And, uh, you know, we've reached out to the, you know, a couple county commissioners, which we've invited out to the property, um, you know, because, again, we want them to see for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like what was there? What's there now? The benefits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that the, the zoning official seems to be going so far out of his way for, um, you know, trying to create issues for a mental health nonprofit. Yeah. In a time that we have like only a few cities over people shooting up grocery stores that had clear mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it, 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 it blows my mind. And, but most of all, it's like, well, where were you in the last six years when, you know, again, when the squatters were destroying the property mm. and creating this mess, you seem to have, you know, no attention to, to the property. You were just letting it go. It was, it was happening. Yeah. They were destroying the place. And you know, you make a good case. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it, it's all documented. Yeah. I mean, I was like, there's literally a documentary about the cleanup efforts, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and and it makes me wonder if the guy's ever taken the the 11 minutes that it is to to watch it and to see, you know, what he's trying to interfere with. Because at the end of the day, he wanted the trash gone. We wanted the trash gone. Mm-hmm. He wanted, uh, you know, he wanted property cleanup. We wanted property cleanup. He wanted it up to code. Mm-hmm. We wanted it up to code, and we were doing that. Mm-hmm. But he seemed to want think that. He, it was absolutely necessary that he interferes at every step mm. um, to, to do things. And now the building departments and, you know, from the county and uh, for some reason, whenever we get an inspection, maybe it's he's always, just bored. The, it's always, well, <laughs> I mean, he has to be because again, <laughs> this is how far out of his way he goes. How come it's the chief 
building inspector mm-hmm. that comes and does our inspection way out in the middle of the mountains. Mm. Like clearly he could have sent anybody, mm-hmm. but they send the chief building inspector through the entire county who probably makes a lot more money than any of us, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, 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 you know, it's like, no, he needs to come inspect that because mm. why, why? And um, when we had the electrical inspection, it's the chief electrical inspector, mm. not, one of the electrical inspectors. Did you ask not, them why? Oh, I know why. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's because the 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 zoning official has has, has mm-hmm. some kind of issue. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if he doesn't like veterans. I don't know if he, mm-hmm. he you know has something against animals. Like maybe the guy's got some kind of childhood fear. I have no idea mm-hmm. what entices a person to try and interfere with a, a mental health program mm-hmm. that's going to do not only good for the veterans that we serve, but the community, people that could come on these private tours to that literally will save some lives. And it has saved lives. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's, uh, I, I think, just, it's almost disgusting. And I'm trying to figure it out is, yeah. who, whether it's him or somebody from up above him mm-hmm. and, and, and their, you know, and whatever, however that Maybe it's some misunderstanding. Like, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we try and lead with our best foot forward. Again, I'm not going to sit here and dox the guy on, on mm-hmm. you know, but it, it seems that he in particular has a personal bone to pick with something that has to do with this. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you know, again, it's, it's one of the things that, you know, again, we document everything. And, yeah. um, you know, we've had to hire attorneys. We've had to sit here, you know, um, again, why donations are so needed. We're, we we spend just as much as attorneys on attorney fees um, at a discount, um, mm-hmm. you know, cause we have great attorneys. Um, but we spend all this money literally, um, you know, just pushing back against the, the, the zoning officials overreach, mm-hmm. you know, to, to sit here and have to waste all this energy with what we bring to the table for the County blows my mind. Yeah. It's like, get out of the way their lives to save right now. 22 a day are taking their lives. Mm-hmm. If you want to break it down, Douglas County, I'll break it down. 22 a day. That's 1080 per year. That's, you know, since 2013, um, since 2013, that's, that's, you know, the entire population of, of Castle Rock. Since my mm-hmm. friend took his life, I mean, um, you, you sit there and, 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 um, and, and break down the numbers and again, it'll infuriate anybody that's, that's paying attention. You know, the, um, the, the fact that, uh, again, somebody, uh, somebody wants to, to, uh, speculate. I, I guess the other thing is, is the, the weird things that he's written up he speculates all this stuff, says that we're renting out camping spaces and we're doing this and doing that. It's mm-hmm. like none of that ever happened. None, you know, where, where are you getting your information mm-hmm. from and why are you sending me warnings, um, you know, um, to where, you know, you're, you're sitting there saying that we have to, to shut off certain operations that we weren't even doing. Um, again, it's like, what's this, this, what's this weird bone that you have to pick with us? Mm-hmm. Um you know, so again, even as we get the place closer and closer to compliance um, on a county level, fixing the destruction of of uh, of the squatters mm-hmm. um, seems like the more and more he he pushes back about you know our programs. It's almost like you know now that you're done cleaning it all up here, we're going to try and shut you down. Mm. And now that you know you you fixed my failures of the last six years of my position for that property, you know mm-hmm. let's let's you know, maybe that's it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe he wanted to, to come in and try and, and fix that property or maybe he had some plans to waste, mm-hmm. you know, a couple million dollars of the county's money for, you know, some out in the woods operation. But instead, we took care of it. We did it because it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And the purpose that it would serve later being helping veterans and, and uh, some of these animals that are also helping veterans. Yeah. All federally, you know, um, certified, you know, emotional support animals as well. 
um, which, you know, I'm not even sure, like, I, but from what I understood on a legal level, at some point, you weren't even allowed to try and pull away animals that were mm-hmm. you know, certified emotional support animals. I don't you know, again, it's something to look at now that I think about it, but for sure, um, yeah. you know, again, that's the, but that's the, the route that it doesn't seem know, like it's a problem. You should be having to face and it, and it is, it's crazy. And you are facing it. It's so crazy. That sucks. Well, it's the community that loses, mm-hmm. you know, there's people reaching out to us literally anytime I post anything on social media, you know, on TikTok, on, on Facebook, on Instagram, when can I come out and take a tour? I need, I, you know, my, my husband can really, really use this. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm sorry. There's a zoning guy and he's like, no, he said that, you know, we're not allowed to do this because of, uh, because we have to have nine acres to be able to do this. And we only have seven, you know, mm-hmm. oh, well, now we have two more acres being donated. Well, uh, the rezoning can't be done before it's time for you to have to, to move some animals. So you should move the animals off the property until we rezone and replot. What? Mm-hmm. You know, and just to what so that we can get it all done. And then and then once we have permission, move them back. Well, we already have the land transfer going on. We already have all these other steps going on. We, you know, we have attorney that can sit there and articulate that. But um, again, there's this strange like I have to push back. I have to push back from this one individual. Everybody mm-hmm. else has come out and said um, anybody that saw the property before we were on there. Um, from the county and otherwise, um, that's been back since we've put in our work has has praised our efforts, have praised what this property's For become, sure. and uh, you know, and and uh, you know, again, he's just kind of the odd man out at this point. Um, and some of the other county officials even vocalized that, uh, yeah, it's weird that he's so interested in, in mm-hmm. you know, almost like challenging us, you yeah. know, to 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 stop what we're doing as if it's you know, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure, I get it. Well, uh. We want to go ahead and introduce uh, Dylan and uh, talk about what he does at, at, at the, sure. what did, would you call it, a, a sanctuary, ranch? The rescue. Uh, rescue? You know, so, okay. well, it's, you know, again, it's a housing, it's a property. You okay. know, I mostly just call it the property. Um, okay, for, for at the property, the, yeah. yeah. So so what do you do at the property? Let's bring Dylan on. Yeah, he's a volunteer Switch coordinator out the headphones and, and <laughs> Volunteer coordinator and a badass, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so 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 Dylan, uh, you want to introduce yourself a little bit and uh, talk about what you do at the at the the property? <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. Um, so I'm Dylan Murray. Um, was an army vet uh, for six years, and at Mattersville, I am the volunteer coordinator. So and slash HR. Oh, you know. let's get this microphone up into you a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. So volunteer coordinating. Um, Anyone that would like to basically come in, join, or uh, hang out at the property, volunteer, essentially, I'm the guy they talk to. Okay. You know, just layman's terms, real easy. That's all it is. Okay. Um, what does volunteering look like? So volunteering, depending on what you want to do, let's say if you can dedicate, or it depends on how much you can dedicate. Mm-hmm. If you can dedicate one day out of every week, we can get you on, let's say, like a wolf handler's position, and then we can actually... You are more involved with the animals. Mm. Um, but if you can't, any amount of volunteering is, you know, welcome. If you can volunteer, like, one day out of the month, you know, for, like, let's say, a big project. Mm-hmm. That's, we're rebuilding a pen. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Come on out. Just one day. That's all we need. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it. I kind of just coordinate all that. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy's coming in this day, this day. We have a project for this. What volunteers can help? Mm-hmm. Who can help us out? How do you do? You go and find volunteers as well. Uh, so when we have a lot of our uh, get-togethers, like Wolf Dog Wednesday, um, we uh, they actually come up and they're like, "Oh, like I really want to get involved." It's like, oh, 
what's up? I'm the guy yeah, to talk to. Exactly. <laughs> and then, but we, also you can find us out online, mattersvillevets.org. And just right there, you scroll down, like volunteer, fill out the application, and it goes straight to my inbox. Okay. I review it, and then um, I give that individual a call. And say, okay, what are your skills? What's this? How can I help you? Are mm-hmm. you in need of something a little bit more serious? Let's say a mental health side of things, you know, mm. like then I point that person in the right direction or any of these individuals in the right direction and get them all set up and taken care of. So if someone wants to, to, to volunteer, mm-hmm. uh, they just reach out to you at Matterville or they'll reach out to Mattersville and uh, they'll, they'll be in contact with you specifically? Yeah. So um, uh, if you want to add on TikTok, um, okay. just... Uh, Dylan at mattersvillevets.org. It's my email. Uh, it, on anything you can get a hold of me, essentially. Okay. Uh, and it's it's is it that is it that your username? Yeah. It's so it's yeah. Dylan at mattersvillevets.org. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. So and so then, if someone's watching this right now and you want to go go check out this amazing place, and I guess just go check it out too if you want. But if you also want to volunteer, uh, Dylan's the guy to talk to. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, so, so do you do you help out around? I, I assume you volunteer as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm not swimming in volunteer applications yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I have my set day for uh, Wolf Dog, uh, taking care of the Wolf, uh, my Wolf Day. Is what okay. I um, and then anything else like moving to the trash, any general stuff that needs to get done, you know, building wolf pens. Never mm-hmm. in a million years would I think I'd be building wolf pens. Okay. But here I am. <laughs> And that's another one of those things that the skills that Drew was t- touching up on with uh, teaching new skills mm-hmm. and getting people out there to use these skills. Yeah. The veterans specifically. Um, yeah. What so What do you learn in when you're building a wolf pin? What kind of uh, technical skills are you learning? Um, so just basic, like, you know, simple contracting, mm-hmm. um, fencing, okay. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, small security, uh, like little things like, like lean-ins, you know, just so they don't get up and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, dig guard. I would have never thought of that. Just a what? Wire, dig guards, like wire on the ground, so they don't. Go oh, dig under. guard. Okay, yeah. nice. <laughs> it sounds like one word when you say it fast. <laughs> dig oh, guard. Dig guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So just like little things like that. Um, different like uses of different tools, uh, like an auger. I've never used an auger before. Like a I what? Was, and like an Ooh. auger. There's a towel right back there. I guess Randog wanted some coffee too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, just like different power tools, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah, just building skills. Okay. And, um, I'm not really a big pe- people person. Okay. <laughs> but I'm developing people skills with my volunteer coordinating. Wow. Okay. So it's like, oh, cool. You know, I'm for learning. sure, yeah. it definitely is a skill, and definitely something I think anyone can, even even the most introverted person, yeah. can develop. And yeah, so so that's cool. So so when you're handling. What is what is handling and taking care of the wolves look like? Oh, or the perfect. wolf dogs, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> real easy. Just uh, you walk in, you know, just kind of like introduce yourself to the wolf, like, hey, you know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You just walk right in, and then you have a bucket, you know, for you know their feces, and then you have you know their fresh water mm-hmm. bucket. Quick swap of the water bucket, you know. Half the time they're so entertained with like this crap bucket that yeah, yeah. they're just they're just gonna sniff it for the most of the part, mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, but, and they roam around, uh, the seven acres or how many acres? Um, so we have, I think seven acres, okay. um, but no, they're not, they're not free roaming. Okay. Uh, we have enclosures for each one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have like a really large one for our alphas, which are, you know, have a higher content mm-hmm. uh, and, um, yeah. So you just walk into their enclosure and swap out water, pick a, pick up everything you need to. 
and then you know just hang out with the wolves man yeah okay <laughs> spend 10 15 minutes just petting a wolf yeah That's yeah cool. yeah yeah uh randall rand dog over here is, is amazing uh so mm-hmm. i could i could assume that that some of the other dogs are, are amazing oh, yeah. too <laughs> oh yeah well, well, sweet, man. It's, it's great great uh, having you tell about what you do. We'll bring uh, Drew back on, and oh, then yeah. we'll, we'll start wrapping up the show. Awesome, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. <laughs> Randolph. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good, man. You lost your coffee, so that's the last I know. Thing. <laughs> it was delicious, too. Yeah. <laughs> So so yeah so so we'll start actually wrapping this up. Uh, is there anything specific you'd like to promote or 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 let people people know? Um, yeah, that uh, you know, um, I think it's important that everybody starts to really really um, look at mental health in a different mm-hmm. light. You know, anytime I get a chance to talk about um, everybody's involvement and in mental health, you know, it, it's it's important to to take that opportunity and say, look. Everybody has mental health, mm-hmm. you know, um, sitting there talking about mental health as mental health automatically means disorder is an absolutely crazy thing. For mm-hmm. instance, PTSD, um, the very D in the PTSD being disorder, um, that, that, that letter shouldn't even be involved. Okay. Post-traumatic stress is your body and your, your mind's natural response mm-hmm. to undergoing trauma. It's not a disorder. Something's mm-hmm. not wrong with you. Something happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important for people to, to know that other people have those happenings as well. And that, you know, as a, as a community, instead of automatically assuming somebody's crazy because they're having a mental health crisis, you know, think about how you can help them and how, how you would be looking for some Mm. kind of support to, to kind of bring you back down. If you were the one in that crisis or your loved one, like your, your family, somebody that you care about is going something through something, you know, take the opportunity to, to, you know, to, Speak with them, you know, mm-hmm. again, see if you can get them, to, you know, back to a ground level so that they aren't making, you know, um, the, the crisis worse. Because once anxiety and once depression and once fear starts to take hold of that that person, a, a crisis can become much more m- worse. It could become, become a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot like what I went through and, you know, our family and friends went through and, you know, Marcus with Paul Wedgwood, you know, again, somebody mm-hmm. that, that, um, you know, again, we do a lot of what we do today to still honor those people because of, you know, what an impact they had on our lives. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't be, um, you know, I guess don't wait to, to, to make that impact, get out there and, and start doing and start changing right away. You know, everybody mm-hmm. should start changing their mind frame about, uh, mental health right away. And again, how did they do that? Um, positive coping skills, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like you start, start finding those positive coping skills for yourself so that you're in a mental state that you can support other people. You know, um, it's self care. It literally mm-hmm. is self love and self care. It's like, um, do something great for yourself every day. If you can clean out your car so that, you know, and, and really give it a good wash down so that, yeah. you know, you know, that great feeling the next it day, feels you're good. Like, yeah. yeah, you get in there, you're like, you're building momentum when you do that dude, too. And you feel good too. You yeah. put the arm out the window, you know, yeah. and you sit there and ride out like, but you know, to to do those self-care activities those positive coping Mm -hmm. skills that's what self-care is it's not just saying like oh giving myself a big hug yeah have you ever done that before though you just did it they they feel all right yeah i got i got the wolf dogs (laughs) um but um you know, again, the, 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 the real true self-care starts with your, What's starts that? with you. Um, if you're going to sit there, you know, if people are going to, are, are going to start trying to take care of others or to, to give anybody 
advice, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. if you're gonna, before you go out and give advice, you know, get your own home in order, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, not to say that you shouldn't try and help people if you're going through your own thing. Sometimes you might be that, mm-hmm. you know, that 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 life saving, you know, yeah. um, crutch. But but a lot of times you got to take care of yourself first. Yeah, you do, you do, and and that's where that's where mental health starts is is in your own home and and uh, you know teaching and spreading love and 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 trying to bring people um, into a better place in this world. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people struggling right now. A lot of people feeling alone right now and detached with the, you know, COVID and everything else with the trauma that they were already carrying. Yeah. So now more than ever, you know, just take the extra minute to, to take a breath, think about how, you know, how you're going to respond to somebody that may be going through a mental health crisis. Um, and, and if you're the one that's going through the mental health crisis, Mm -hmm. you know, reach out to somebody, reach out to Mattersville, reach out to, you know, reach out to me directly. I don't care. You know, um, I, I, love to be there to help, mm-hmm. you know, anytime somebody needs it. And, and the, the worst stigma is of all is people thinking that they have nobody to turn to when there are organizations out there, mm-hmm. there are people that are willing to try. If you're feeling down and you feel, you know, and you're feeling depressed or suicidal, even mm-hmm. pick up the phone and call somebody. Yes. If they don't, if they don't answer, pick up the phone and call somebody else. Mm-hmm. If you go through your home phone list and, and nobody answered, pick up the phone and call everybody again. Mm-hmm. until somebody answers and you tell them that you need support that or call 911 crisis services like there are places out there you know because again sometimes we don't always have somebody that we feel like we can turn to turn to somebody new you'd be surprised sometimes they're perfectly amazing you know strangers out there yeah. that are that will be willing to step up for somebody and you know maybe I think it's in our nature uh, yeah. yep. to 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 want to help yeah. help others yeah. and if you if you are going through something, you can find help anywhere. I Absolutely. Think. Uh, Absolutely. That, that there's people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's people and there's dogs. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, it, there's wolves. It, yeah, you know, like, exactly. uh, come, come pet a wolf, damn it. You sure, know, like, sure. I would much rather you come in and, and <laughs> you know, look our apex predators in the eyes and, and get, your, get your thrill. That'll really, that. and, yeah. yeah. And and not only that, the, these these animals, a lot of them before mm-hmm. rescued, they went through trauma too. Mm-hmm. So these, these are animals with empathy. They're apex predators with empathy. It's something like you'll never experience. So that's interesting. You know, yeah. Um, so again, we, you know, we just want to make sure everybody's taken care of themselves and, and again, keep, keep spreading the love. Cause that's, that's what everybody needs right now. All right. Sweet, man. Well, we'll wrap this up. This has been the COS business podcast today here with Drew Robertson with Mattersville. Reach out to Mattersville, check them out. Uh, but matters, where, where can people find you? Uh, mattersvillevets.org uh, is our website. You could sign up to volunteer there. Um, Pack 22 Alpha on um, on TikTok. That is where we put out our most uh, video content. Okay. Lots of stuff of all the wolves, real cute videos, and a lot of stuff about mental health and veteran stuff uh, to keep spreading that awareness. All right, sweet. Well, uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode, and uh, bye-bye. See you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah, man. It's a good episode, for sure. Oh, yeah, that was fun. It's all excited. Dude, I felt so bad about the coffee. I was like, of course. Like, <laughs>